Hi, I'm Scott Corelli. And I'm Nick Jimenez in the news. And we're from Back to the Future Minute, the daily podcast where we analyze the entire Back to the Future trilogy one minute at a time. Like the minute when Principal Strickland becomes a vigilante hero of the wasteland after Biff takes over Hill Valley in the alternate 1985 timeline. I I don't... Wait, I don't, I don't remember. Or that. the minute where we learn that Dr. Emmett Brown is secretly the saxophone king of Hill Valley. Hold on. When, when did that or when did that happen? Or when we slowly start to realize that George McFly may have murdered both of his parents. Okay. Now, I don't, I don't remember that being in the movies. Well, Scott, that's because none of those things are actually in the movies. But it's all stuff that we talk about on Back to the Future Minute. Back to the Future Minute, available at DuelingGenre.com and wherever you get your podcasts. Dueling Genre. Welcome back to the Cornetto Minute, the daily podcast where we review and reanimate the Zomrom-Com Shaun of the Dead, one minute at a time. I'm Scott Corelli. Nick Jimenez is still on his shed sabbatical, but I do have Neil and George back again from the Mogwai Minute. Welcome, guys. No, Neil. You I'm, go get in the shed with Nick. I'm st- is it personal? I, I'm starting to think Nick is uh, just missing all of our episodes. <laughs> no, he just enjoys his shed times. Okay. Uh-huh. Okay. Yeah. I mean, this is the first time he's ever done it. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So, I don't think you're I gonna mean, get him back. I mean, you might be. <laughs> you might. Be. He's done. Oh, is that how it works? Is it? Yeah. Am I just? Am I alone now? Well, oh, he might turn much. up, but I'm not sure you'll get much out of him. You've That's gonna make the, the credits really awkward. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, and this is me. <laughs> um. Well, today we're taking a bite out of minute fifty-three which begins with a David uh, asking why they're going to the Winchester and ends with uh, some of Philip's many regrets as oh. a father. He's not really so, his yeah. father. Yeah. His stepfather. Stepdad. Now I'm with David on this one. I, I don't think it's a good plan either. I never, I never ever thought it was a good plan. No. Just no, I mean we we've tried to justify it, and and I and I I see the points that he's trying to make it make here. You know, there's there's deadbolts, big heavy doors, but there's also big glass windows. Yeah, there's a lot of windows. <laughs> yeah, but there's also beer, and there's also a Great. sense of comfort, and I think that's what he's right. gravitating towards. It's like some sense of like safety and security that he has built up in his own head is like, this right. is what this, and also he might not be thinking completely rationally. He might have the plan, but necessarily it's a good plan. Right. I think he's more interested in, in getting Liz and his mother, uh, than he is about like where they should be going. Yeah. Um, well, what's interesting in that is that it's obviously the one place that it's, it's like a trigger for Liz, this place. 
Right. I mean, even in this scene, when he's uh, when he's talking about lock-ins, you get a, a, a really nice little side comment from her. Like, That's an yeah, excellent, you know. excellent segue there, Neil. What is he talking about in reference to lock-ins? Because I know what a lock-in is to me, and I think they're vastly different than what he's talking about. Well, what do you think it is, George? A lock-in is a typical youth group function when you're a younger member of a uh, church group where you go to someone's house or go to a mall or go to a church, like like a church building, and they lock you in all night long and you hang out and play games. Yeah, I, I know what those are. Um, I've, I've seen those, uh, and sometimes it's not even a youth group. A lot of times it's just like a school function of some sort. Uh, but it's usually it's it's definitely usually something that young kids are doing, and it's usually supervised of some sort. Yeah, however, yeah, it's like it's like a social activity for young kids, so you can like hang right. out with members of the opposite sex all night long, but right. like you know not get yelled at. Right. However, lock-ins are also done at bars, where yes. uh, where if you if you don't want to like, if you just want to hang out at a bar all night they'll do a lock-in where they don't let any customers in and you're not allowed to leave until the morning. Um, <laughs> but you can just like hang out there and drink all night. That sounds terrible. <laughs> yeah, it's, uh, I mean, it's, it's really not that uncommon in, uh, in the UK to get That's, a lock-in. That, okay, see, I was wondering what, what? that meant because I, well, that I, always sort of missed me by, passed me by until I was watching this minute and like, wait, I don't think she's talking about a church lock-in. So uh, I should ask Neil about that. Yeah, well, what happens uh, is what happens a lot is people frequent a pub or bar, and uh, I mean normally so just a, Winchester. a pub, right? I mean it, we're we're in the UK, we're talking pubs. So normally you'll have your local pub, and that's the one you'll go to all the time. So you'll get to know the bartender, uh, and what happens later on in the night is you know you you kind of. This goes back to actually before the the extended uh, opening hours or li- uh, licensing hours. Normally, well, in the past, it would be eleven o'clock in the, in the evening, and that's that is time at the bar. Uh, and you then have like twenty minutes to drink up and get out. Um, so most people would leave, but if you're kind of expecting the lock in, if your buddy's working behind the bar. Uh, you would just hang around and he would go and lock the door at 11, uh, 20 past 11. And you can just keep, you can keep going. He'll, he'll give you some more pints. He may or may not ask you to pay for it. Pints of thickness. And, uh, you can kind of just, it could be just for another hour or two, or it could go longer than that. Depends on. See, Scott, I don't know if you realize this, but Neil used to work in a pub. Oh, oh, interesting. My student. See, I listened to you, Neil. Oh, well, thanks, George. Uh, what? <laughs> Don't need to sound so angry about it. I just, I just, I just love that your, your your relationship is built on the the most minimal of requirements to have. This is it. This is all I get. We we'll listen to this each is other. What, this is, you, um, know, you know exactly. We, get we listen when each other talks. Uh, uh, no, and I, 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 I think too. Typically, at least here. Um, when there's a lock-in, it's it's off the books. It's not an official thing. Correct. Yeah. And and it's usually you know, like like Neil said, you know one of the bartenders, and it's a thing where like, okay, we're shutting the bar down now. I'm gonna start drinking 
as the bartender. Yes. I know you. And so we're all going to hang out in the place I work and we're going to drink. Because it's also I have like gotten something to drink you can do because, when yeah, your, your average beer alcohol by volume is like 4%. Mm-hmm. Three and a half, four percent. Something where you can act because the idea of like staying in an American bar with all their like high grab beers and trying to drink those on it long just just makes me curl up inside and die. <laughs> well, you you got a choice, George. You don't have to drink those uh, strong ones, you know. Yeah, but those are the good ones, Neil. Uh, yeah, but they're all good ones really when you're that drunk, hot. George. <laughs> <laughs> Much better than ones. a pint of thickness. Yeah. Well, what are you? T- yeah, what is that, George? What are you talking about? Well, no, whatever that that beer is. Uh, thickness. Thickness thickens. Thick. Guinness. Thickens. 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 Oh, thickens. So George does does pay attention sometimes when I talk because <laughs> in the pub that I used to work at, uh, which is a chain pub, it's it's the biggest chain pub in the UK. Is uh, a chain called Weatherspoons, and it's pretty rough going. Most of them. Some of them are quite nice. The one I worked in was pretty rough. And uh, it served a pint of Thiexton's bitter for a pound. Oh. So, yeah, pretty pretty cheap. I mean, it probably yeah. isn't a pound these days. That was, that was kind of, ooh, almost 20 years ago. And it was 20 years ago. <laughs> so, so I okay. hope it would so be more now. Maybe it's Otherwise, they're 20. not adjusting for inflation. But even then, a pound, that was a cheap pint. That was yeah, a really yeah. cheap pint. It's like a $2 yeah. PBR now or something like that. And we used yeah. to get, old men used to kind of, it was an old man's pub and you'd open at 11. So if I was on the opening shift, you would get like the same one or two old men knocking on the door at like one minute to 11, wanting, wanting you to open because they want their pint. Wow. Yeah. And you, <laughs> they would knock on the door and they would do that thing where they look at their watch and they tap their watch. Like, oh, come wow. on. <laughs> and you'd be like, all right. All right, uh, George, and you get. <laughs> they're, they're all named George. That's I don't know why I picked the word. And the that's how Neil met his co-host on My Five Minutes. Yep. I am 85 years old, uh, 60 when we met. <laughs> and uh, yeah, we've been going strong ever since. <laughs> no, I, I just thought he was just, he was using that as a cover. And it was just, it really just you. Um, <laughs> <laughs> just tapping your watch. Come on, yep. one minute at a time. Let's do this. <laughs> That's how it started. That's how he's, he's had it in his brain since then. One pint every minute. Um. Wow. So that's uh. That's something interesting. Yeah. Because I've, I've I've heard the the concept of um, uh, especially in like Europe that you know people drink beer like with their breakfast and things, and it's like Oof. not not like not smiled upon, but also not particularly frowned upon either. Like it's just sort of like an accepted part of culture or something. Um, but mm. that sounds like a problem. Uh, yeah. someone who's I've like, done it on holiday. No, I need to be, I've, I need yeah. to have drunk. I need to be drinking beer one minute ago. Um, <laughs> yeah. Having said that, uh, Churchill always <clears throat> used to have a whiskey and soda first thing in the morning. So there you oh. go. Okay. Well, Churchill enough. did it. It works he, for me. He would constantly have alcohol in his bloodstream the, the entire, like, 24 7, 365 days a year. Yikes. Yeah. He would how long have, how, he would, how, he how would have a whiskey. Did he live to? Oh, he got to 80, I think, when he died. Yeah. Okay. That's uh, not so bad. 
Yeah, he was a, he was a and he you know successfully navigated half the world through a world war. I mean, it's mm-hmm. yeah, you can't really. Uh... He had a whiskey and soda at breakfast, and he would he would nurse it like the whole morning, and he would just be topping it up with soda, or like someone would be topping up it up with soda for him, uh, and that would last him through till kind of like uh, you know midday. Uh, then he'd have lunch and he would have a couple of glasses of champagne over lunch. Uh, and then I guess probably a, a little afternoon tipple of something or other, maybe a sherry or, or another whiskey. And then on to dinner, uh, more wine. Or he'd have thick so Every that's day. incredible. Every day. Yeah. That's a, that's a whole lot of alcohol to run the country with. Yeah. During, a the, <laughs> during World War Two. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No big deal. Yikes. Whatever. Um so 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 Neil, I have questions about uh UK gun laws. Okay, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so so this whole thing about uh the rifle being deactivated and all of that. Um mm. we we sort of we got a little bit of it. Uh, you know, we know that the 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 gun laws in in England are um you know they're a little more uh, stringent, we'll say, a, than, a little than than in America. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. So can it's you? It's not tell a pretty us, high like, bar you're setting though for that. <laughs> can you uh, can you tell us a little bit about uh, what the gun situation is uh, in England? Yeah, um, it's really only kind of farmers and and people who who actively kind of go hunting. It's more of a country thing. Hmm. Uh, and and then of course you know people who have who get them for nefarious means, um, and the police, and that's pretty much it. It's very rare to see a gun in the UK unless it's being held by you know someone from the police uh, special unit, and yeah. and that's only the special unit. Most <laughs> most policemen don't police uh, men or women don't carry a gun. So it's uh, it's very rare to see a gun. I mean, I don't think they would be allowed to have one in the pub, even if it's a a, a fake one or a decommissioned one. Oh, interesting. Yeah, you're not allowed to carry uh, even fake, like realistic-looking fake guns. Uh, you would <laughs> you would be you would be stopped in the street for sure. Wow. By by a policeman if he saw if he saw you carrying a like like the Winchester from this uh, this movie. If mm-hmm. if you were seen walking down the street with that, you would definitely be. Uh, well, it sounds like you guys need a Second Amendment. <laughs> yeah, like a hole in the head. <laughs> oh. <laughs> um. Yeah. I. 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 Uh, we. We sort of settled on the fact that like the Winchester is uh, got sort of a uh, an American country western theme. And, uh, yeah, yeah. The titular Winchester is not a right, yeah. right. Um, being a Winchester rifle and everything, but presumably uh, because of uh, uh, what's his name, the 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 owner of the pub, right? Yeah, uh, he's got he's got that sort of uh, that's that vibe. He's got that country western shirt. Yeah, he with does. The, yeah, with what, the what do you call those neckties? Bolo, right? An, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. The bol- bolo tie. Yeah, yeah. He's good. Yeah, um, exactly. Yeah. That's uh, John. John. John's right. connected. Yeah, he's connected. <laughs> he also doesn't think dogs can look up. Uh, no, Big Al. That's Big, Big Al. Al. Oh. 
doesn't. Yeah, and we've decided because you never see Big Al in the movie, we've decided that Big Al is played by Roger Moore off camera. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. Just to continue the the James Bond uh trilogy in the Cornetto, the James Bond yeah, thread. Yeah. Dogs um, can't look up, chap. Yeah, right. We just love the idea of Roger Moore's character name, Big Al. Big Al. Yeah. <laughs> um, what do you What do but, you guys think? Can dogs look up? Uh, yes, they can. Yeah, of course they can. But can they, George? Yeah. <laughs> like, can they look like directly up? They have a shorter range of motion than a human being, but yes, they can look up, especially since their eyes are mostly on the top of their head. Yeah. Well, they can look, yeah, so they can look up to a degree, but they yeah, can't have you ever look a dog? up, like, Oh, yes, yeah, like, many. they can't look, look, they can't, like, move their eyeballs up. Is that what you Well, is saying? that what they mean? No, oh, but no, they I can meant, do that, too. I meant, like, they can't <laughs> actually articulate their neck to, like, a yes. 90 degree yes, so they, that they, yeah, they can they, look. Maybe they like can, a like, They can, like, tip their head or... back and howl. Why can't they look up? Yeah. I don't know. You're getting the same angle. They can't like the back. I guess when humans do it, it's a back bend as well. You can you can kind of move your neck up, right? And you can kind of look directly up, like vertical. I don't know if dogs yeah. can do that. They, they can, yeah. <laughs> they definitely can. I do like this conversation though, with uh, where Diane is like is on the side of the dogs. Right, yeah. But then, yeah but so, so Ed's like they can't, and she's like, can't they? No, they can't. Of course, of course they can. And Diane's like, are you sure? Are you sure? <laughs> she just exactly. immediately switches sure, sides because Ed said it, they can't twice, and so officially she's like, well. Maybe they right. can't. Okay, maybe. Sure, why not? <laughs> yeah, and this is what I meant uh, in in minute 51. Why she's just, she's picking out what's right there in front of her. Like, right. <laughs> she's, this is, you, you don't need to worry about whether dogs can look up or not. <laughs> you know, the zombie is trying to kill us right now. But she's like, really? Are, they, are you sure? So, yeah, she's really getting into this uh, this particular line of conversation. <laughs> um so then we get to the uh we get to the bummer of the minute uh which is philip's conversation with mm. sean about being a father and uh we we had questions about what happened to sean's dad and we mm. sort of come to the conclusion that the only way sean was having the adverse reaction to philip is if his dad died because it's the only yeah. thing that sort of makes sense um, mm. that he's sort and, of and I would think it was something from like a heart attack or something like natural causes type thing. It wasn't like he was gone out for a pint and was murdered or something. He just, you know, right. maybe had cancer or he had a heart attack. Well, yeah, because then Sean would be Batman, not exactly. He is. Yeah. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, it's it it does seem it, it yeah. So it does it it, it seems like that has been uh, basically. You know, I mean, losing your father could mean lots of things. Uh, to, but to me, it, yeah, to me, it means he yeah, died. To, yeah, it does seem like yeah. it's it's that he died. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I guess that's confirmation of that. I think so. Uh, and he was only twelve. Yeah, yeah. Now, um, in well, he previous... was twelve. Well, he he was twelve when Philip met Sean. We don't know how old Sean was when he lost his dad. 
Because otherwise, fit. like Philip, Philip's like a shark. Like he just yeah. came in. It's like you lost your dad a week ago, but uh, your mom, <laughs> she was pretty. So. Oh yeah. So he says you were twelve when I met you. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So then, presumably, maybe there was a. a he lost his dad when he was. A few years, at least, you would think, right? Yeah, like nine or yeah, ten right. or something like that. Yeah. I feel like two years is a solid moving on. Prop, moving on. I don't know. I think that's pretty quick, thing. isn't it, George? Mm, uh, no, it also depends on like how he died. If it was like a slow process, then you know everyone sort of come to terms with it. Mm. I guess so. Yeah. But from yeah. twelve, like in in previous minutes, um, Scott, you guys have talked about like the age you are when you are introduced to a stepdad or when that stepdad is kind of, you know, becomes part of your life and how that affects your relationship with that person. Mm-hmm. So what do you, now that we know that he was 12, do you think 12 by 12 years old, you're already kind of, you know, formed enough such that there's going to be some resentment or. Yeah. Oh yeah. Definitely. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Cause you're not, you're not old enough that you don't care. Uh, and you're not young right. enough to 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 not know properly process the feelings. Yeah, mm. yeah. So you're just gonna so lash just... out and be very resentful. So that's a terrible time to come into somebody's life, especially like that pubescent, like just coming into like manhood type thing. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's probably the worst. Yeah, because he's he's gonna be very protective of his mother at oh, that yeah. point too, mm. especially uh, from losing his father. It's not like his father ran out on them; he died. Right. So. Yeah. So, and it, it, you know, and if, if it was a slow death, if it wasn't a sudden thing, if he like died of cancer or something, he probably mm. had some sort of conversation where he was like, look, you have to be, you know, you have to be a man for your, for your mother yeah. and like that whole thing. Um, and so that just like adds to it, uh, exasperate, exacerbates things. Um, mm. So I, 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 yeah, and, but I, I like that Philip is, you know, I mean, he's, he's really coming clean with Sean and, and trying to explain like, Hey, look, I didn't really pull this off, but this is what I was trying to do this whole time. Um, you know, peek behind the curtain, you know, I wanted you to be strong yeah. and not he, just he give up because you lost your dad. Of, of trying to be what you think someone needs rather than finding out what they actually need and, I, I, and running I mean, how do that. you yeah, because I mean, like, how can you know what a twelve-year-old kid needs? You know, um, that's the thing. Uh, because but you got to you know, figure out how to I, way to he, communicate with him. You just can't walk in there like, oh, you need to be told to be a man. You need to be tough. So that's what you're going to get. Mean, Don't resent that. Yeah, hard. but also, uh, Sean's answer would be to everything would be, I don't need you. I need you out of my life, because that's the kind of person Sean was, um, and is until like about thirty seconds ago. Yeah. Uh, so I, I don't know. I think, I think he would have been a hard kid to get and who knows, maybe he tried to do that and it just, he wasn't getting through to him. And so this is the only thing that he could do to get through to him, uh, is this sort of tough love approach. It's the only thing that Sean reacted mm. to in any way, you know? Um, yeah, I don't know. Being a, you know, I, I had a stepdad, uh, <laughs> being a stepdad's hard. Um, it's yeah. hard. I was, uh, I was 10, nine, 10 when, right. uh, my stepdad came into my life. So, I mean, yeah, it's, you know, and then he got eaten by a zombie uh, later and then it right. was, 
rough. Yeah. Well, he and, got bit, and then he he bled to death, and then and turned, then turned into, into one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a slow uh, process. It's it's right. tragic. Yeah, but we left him his car. Um, <laughs> <laughs> like you do. Uh, but uh, yeah, no, but I like his his sort of um, I don't know his philosophy about it, where he just like you know he realized that Sean needed motivation somebody to prove himself to and he was like i'll be that guy like he he needed a villain sean needed a villain to be a hero against and philip was like i'll be that villain if that's what it takes mm. and there's something admirable admirable about that yeah. i think um because he essentially sacrificed his relationship with sean in yeah. hopes that you know sean would be a you know a, a better man and not not give up just because his dad died, and uh, you know to a certain extent it worked, um, but I don't know. It's interesting. It's all a crap shoot. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But yeah, it's it's a it's a tough conversation, and it's one of the it's one of the first sort of um, really genuinely emotional moments in this movie. Uh, because everything else is mostly played for a laugh, and and this this Philip conversation is sort of the first time where you're like, oh, this is this movie's not always going to be a comedy. Sometimes it's going to play the moments just you know straight down the middle, and uh, I think that's what makes this movie really special. Are yeah, uh, and I think he grows like on that. He grows on that as he goes with the trilogy. He 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 starts to find yeah. more breathing room for the emotional moments to where to where um, World's End. Yeah. I'm saying it right. Yeah. That one yeah, is majority it. of it. It's like a serial <laughs> drama. Like, like I remember watching that going like, man, this is some dark stuff. <laughs> yeah. Like with like, like for that, like the, the whole robot thing, that was fun. That was funny and silly and weird and aliens and like that. But then like the, the core of it was like heartbreaking and he yeah. found, he found more maturity and growth in his own work to where he could make room for that and let it breathe and, and still be part of the story. Yeah. It's, it's an interesting balance. Uh, that I think takes a very deft hand to really nail it. And, and uh, I don't know how I, I find it fascinating that they're able to do that. And it, and it's to the point, I mean, you know, you'll talk to a lot of people who will say the world's end is the least funny um, of the, of the three movies. And I actually think it has a stronger joke to minute ratio yeah. Um, it's just that the dark moments are so dark Peaks that and valleys, you forget, yeah. yeah, that you forget you were laughing five minutes ago. It catches um, you off guard. It's like, Oh yeah. Shit. Yeah. Whoa. Yeah. Whoa. Right. Whoa. Exactly. Whoa. Yeah. That's rough. That happened. Oh my. Yeah. It definitely. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but this is, I mean, you really got sort of like those three main moments of, of emotional purity. Um, you've got this moment with Philip, you've got the, you've got the Barbara, uh, section a little bit later, and then you've got the 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 stuff in the basement um, toward the very end. Those are sort of like the three mm. big emotional moments of this movie, where you know there's no there's no laughs to be had. It's a really yeah. dramatic moment, um, and it's actually something that I think uh, you know I love Hot Fuzz to pieces, but I think it is one of the things that that movie. Uh, doesn't focus on and for me personally yes. is why it's it's probably of the three it's my least favorite not to say that it's a bad movie but because it doesn't have that strong emotional um 
those strong emotional beats uh, like Shaun of the Dead and The World's End has. I think that's the reason why it's a, it's the lowest on my list of the three. Personally. It's because it tries too hard to be an action movie with like the serious stuff being like action related, like like action yeah. drama, not like like him coming to terms with his loss of stature and you know all this other stuff and that sort of thing. Because right. he's such a weird character for him that he's he's doesn't have a place he doesn't have an emotional core he's just you know his core is his job and that's what he's doing and it's all about the mystery and it's all about the secret that you know that movie's driving and that's so fun and i love watching it um but it's it does it does lack this i think yeah so anyway take you guys down to a dark moment uh, no, but you're right. This now. movie needs needs those three moments. It, it really mm-hmm. does. Yeah, uh, it's a much better movie for them. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, well, any last thoughts on uh, on this minute or Shaun of the Dead in general, guys? No, I mean I love the movie. It's it's great. It's like one of the first like zombie movies I remember actually really because I didn't really like scary or like gory movies when I was younger, and so when this came out, it really sort of like like oh you can do it not terrifying and still be great and so i really clung to it because it was like oh this is like a nice balance of everything yeah yeah i i saw this one in the the, the cinema um when it came out and i saw hot fuzz and then i did not see the world's end uh in the cinema but um yes yeah, so i i've good memories of, of seeing this when it came out and um it was yeah it was you know this team is really good and and they were known to me uh because of Spaced, and it mm-hmm. was just exciting to see them on the big screen. And it was, because it was quite a leap, I guess. You know, it was not necessarily expected. I wasn't really kind of into them in, as, as, and we didn't, I guess, back then have access to all this uh, in, information that you can just immediately find right now on, a, on, on IMDb or whatever. Uh, so, you know, you don't really know so much about them back then. And then, you know, they pop up with this at the cinema. So it's like, yeah, sure, we'll go along and see that. And then it was, you know, and you get this movie, which is which is really great. And I think this is my favorite of the three. Um, in mm. fact, it, it goes in descending order. So I, I, it's this one, then Hot Fuzz, then The World's End. Um, so yeah, I, I I really like this one. All right. Well, uh, thanks, guys, uh, for for joining us. Um, where can people uh, us. find you if they want to if they want to hear you guys talk about uh, Gremlins? Where can they find that again? Uh, the Mogwai Minute. Just look for us on the internet or iTunes and trying to get on Spotify. That's the thing we're doing right now. But um, yeah, fancy. But yeah, just look for us on the internet. <laughs> uh, we're the only thing out there named that. So okay, fair keep enough. Yeah. Open. And we'll there we'll be back in the new year at some point. Uh, with Gremlins too, the new batch, the yep. new batch. Mm. Uh. <laughs> yeah, we ho- hope you can uh, join us for that one, Scott. Oh, oh, I wouldn't miss it for the world. Are you kidding me? Um, Fantastic. That movie's insane, and I can't wait to talk about it with you guys. <laughs> <laughs> awesome, excellent. No, thanks for having uh, us on. It's been a real pleasure talking about this movie. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. This is a good uh, one to talk about. Tell Nick right, we're not well, we're not really well, taking it personally. Because he's not, uh, he's not able to come to this one with us. Yeah. Well, yeah. poor Nick. No, he deserves I'll to be in and, the shed. I'll, I'll try the shed. to. I'll, I'll try to see if I can revive him in the shed. <laughs> I'm sure it's fine. Um, he's just in there playing video games. It's a flesh um, <laughs> Trying to. <laughs> yeah, trying to. Um, anyway, uh, all right. Well, uh, we'll be back um, 
on uh yeah tomorrow with a with a new episode and some new guests uh but in the meantime let's have a nice cold pint and wait for all of this to blow over bye everybody okay.